This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 93. Joe at Calabrese here, folks. I'm happy that you've joined me for my podcast today. You're in for a treat. From my virtual classroom, I'm privileged to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. Their successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep their triumphs a secret. I want you to hear the excitement my students experience too, so you can be inspired by the unique stories. So with the help from Kate, my reporter, I bring you a podcast series I call Moms with Moxie. Sometimes we even interview dads with audacity or teens with tenacity. See how regular mothers and others, average folks who love healing those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous by simply applying what they've learned using what I call practical homeopathy. Welcome to the Practical Homeopathy Podcast. I'm Kate, and I'm here with a dear friend of mine today, a mom with Moxie. And interesting story, we actually met in one of Joette's Gateway to Homeopathy study groups many years ago, and we've become dear friends since that time. And so those of you who are wondering whether or not you should join a Gateway to Homeopathy group, I highly recommend it because you will meet some really amazing women. So today I want to welcome my dear friend, Michelle, to the podcast. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Kate. It's good to be here. Yes, I'm so excited that we get to do this podcast together. You have some pretty incredible things that you and your family have been through over the years. And um, we actually learned about Joette about the same time many years ago. And so I feel like you're my homeopathy journey buddy. <laughs> Definitely been a journey to better health. Yes. So... Before we get into your stories about using homeopathy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am married to a wonderful husband who totally supports my love for homeopathy, and he loves it too. We have a small convenience store in Chico, California. I have um, five boys, ages 14 to 23. Uh, Four are still at home, and I've homeschooled them all the way through. And three have graduated, one more will this year, and I have a ninth grader left. So let's talk about how you came to know about homeopathy. Okay, well, I was actually using homeopathy and didn't even know that I was um, through a naturopath that I was uh, working with a little bit, but um, my kids had got the swine flu and I did and were hit really hard. We even had the diagnosis of it and so I started using Oscillococcinum and Coculus Indicus and Nux Vomica. And I didn't even know they were homeopathic, but they worked. The flu only hit us for three days instead of weeks. And we were so blessed. And then I met Joette in 2012. She came to Chica for a two-day homeopathic intensive course through our Weston A. Price group. And I was like, oh, wow, I was already using these remedies. And that was the moment I really fell in love with uh, homeopathy. So tell the listeners, what is Joette like in person? Shh, we won't tell her we're talking about her. (laughs) 
She's the same as she is on the Facebook Lives. Just so much fun. It was a two-day, like all-day, two-day intensive. And it just was such a pleasure to listen to her. And I left there feeling encouraged and uplifted. And she even, I think she brought Perry with her and two of her sons. So it was so neat to see their family traveling together. I'm pretty excited because she is going to be speaking at the Joint American Homeopathic Conference in Orlando, Florida. And for those of you who are interested in possibly attending that conference, it is sponsored by the National Center for Homeopathy, and it's May 15th through the 17th at SeaWorld. So that will be a fun time. Um, So if you're interested in coming there, you can go on to homeopathycenter.org and find that information about the conference there. So Michelle, let's get back to you. After you met Joette, you realized that you had already been using some homeopathic medicines. And then I assume you started studying more about homeopathy and what steps did you take next? Well, we got a really neat workbook along with our course. And so I studied from that for a while and studied the remedies that were in that. I kind of didn't really know where to go. And so I just listened to her podcasts, read her blogs and, you know, signed up to receive her emails so I would get updates. And um, that was actually when my husband stumbled along the, he wasn't totally sold on it yet. He stumbled along the homeopathy for plantar fasciitis blog that she wrote. And he had been suffering for years, at least two or maybe three years of terrible pain in his feet from it. Saw a podiatrist who said, basically, the only way to treat it is surgery. He did inserts, went to the chiropractor, did laser therapy, like everything we could think of naturally to do. And he's on his feet all day in our convenience store. So he decided, well, I might as well try these. They're not expensive. So I went to the health food store and I picked them up and Within a couple of weeks, he was totally healed and has not had anything since. And that was a couple of years ago. So that was really amazing for both of us to watch how quickly that healed with all the suffering he went through. That's so great. So I assume now he's very supportive of you studying and using homeopathy. Oh, he, he is completely in support of it and encourages it. So yeah, that's pretty neat. So what about your children? Well, they're teenage boys, so. (laughs) (laughs) That says it all. Come to me and say, Mom, this is what I have wrong, and what do I do? And um, they won't exactly say they're sold on it, but they always ask me for it. So, in fact, recently, one of my sons had roaming hives. And the only reason I knew what that was is because my oldest had had it when he was small. We figured he touched a plant or something that made him have an allergic reaction. And so it was like the hives start in one area and then all of a sudden they're in another area and they're gone from that original area. And we couldn't figure out, we tried Apis 200 and ended up doing a little research and used Restox 200 and completely took it away from him. So yeah, they come to me for... (laughs) wisdom. (laughs) Sometimes I have to say, oh, let me look into that a little bit and trying to teach them how to do that too. Mm, Yeah, I know. I feel like the boys are harder to get them to take the initiative with the homeopathy. Yeah. My husband will go online and do research now when he has a symptom. Mm -hmm. So, and then he'll come to me and say, how about this? Or I'm going to take this. And 
He's really sold. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So Michelle, tell us about the study groups and what you've done with that over the years. I've done some one-on-one study groups because um, local people just can't tie them into it. So I'll do one-on-one with people and that's worked. And then I love joining yours, Kate, uh, from day one. I think I've only missed one study group and we just keep going through them together again and again and, you know, meeting the new people. And it seems like every time I see something different. So that's exciting. I've done a couple of Joette's larger courses and then I meet with Joette. And so Really, all of our um, money goes to me meeting with Joette every other month for my health needs. So, mm-hmm. and I love what you've said in the past about the study groups that you continually learn new things, even though we're using the same base study guide, new things come up in each group and we remember things or we see something that we didn't before. At least that's how it is for me. And I think that's the same for you, right, Michelle? Yeah, I find that interesting. And Joette says to go through the courses over and over again. And that is so true, even with these little study groups, that every time there's something new or just through the discussion of the women that are on these groups, we'll find out new things. So it's really exciting. And it's really exciting to see people blossom throughout the course of these groups and hear their uh, positive stories. Yes. Yes, it is. It's so encouraging. I love getting to meet the women and like you said, hear their stories, find out their backgrounds and what they're going through. And it's almost a support group in a way, don't you think? Oh, very much so. And in fact, there's a few of them that I've kept in contact with throughout the years and we'll email once in a while and it's neat. It's like you have friends all over the world. Yes. Yes. I agree. All right. So why don't you tell us about the ways that you've used homeopathy over the years and some of those success stories, Michelle? Well, my son suffered with mold sickness and we didn't even realize what it was for a really long time. Like I want to say two years, we went to specialists trying to get a diagnosis. Why is he having all these terrible symptoms? And for those of you that don't know, mold sickness mirrors Lyme disease. So it's really serious. And he even, um, I was telling Kate earlier, he totally lost his voice. Like he couldn't speak and had to speak through typing on a computer. We did many other things, pharmaceuticals and things that did, I believe, a lot of damage. And so with homeopathy, we've really been able to help him to heal in so many ways. That's when I started working with Joette. Um, We couldn't figure it out. And my husband said, you need to call Joette. And so that's what we did. And it's been a long journey because, see, he got it when he was 15 and he's now 20. But so much better, I look at the milestones he's reached. Um, It's like having a toddler and they're learning to walk again, just through the help of homeopathy. So I also have another son that had come up with recently a seizure disorder. And so we're working with him and he's very open to homeopathy. He's my oldest. And Ignatius really helping David with the stress of the seizures. He feels the stress when they're coming on. And so he takes Ignatia 200 and that really helps him. Ignatius has been a blessing to our family in so many ways. I had cancer. I was diagnosed October 31st in 2017. And we had Ignatia 200 all over the house, literally everywhere. 
so that people could just have access to that when they were feeling stressed. Um, one of my sons had a bout of OCD, severe cleaning his hands like they were raw because he was afraid of spreading germs to me. And that Ignatia Mara, it was amazing. I was so concerned about his future with having that because he'd never had that before. And one time I was kind of losing it after a doctor's appointment and I'd gotten some bad news. And my husband said, where is the Ignatia Mara, Michelle? You need to get the Ignatia Mara out. <laughs> Here, let me get it for you. He went and got it and gave it to me. And I'm serious. When he gave it to me within five minutes, I was calmed down and um, I was having a serious panic attack. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ignatia. Joette always says that Ignatia should be in the water. <laughs> I it agree. should. I actually <laughs> thought about putting it in our Berkey water thing. Probably should have done that, but I thought maybe it would filter it out and I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, and when my son was sick with the mold sickness, he got asthma. Him and I both, I've struggled with asthma my whole life. And so I went to Joette's blogs on asthma and learned about them. And I took her allergic course, but also Joette had him on a protocol. And so I have a lung disease. It's really terrible. I almost lost my life to that before I got cancer. It's called allergic bronchopulmonary aspergillosis. ABPA is what they call it for short. I'd never heard of it. I tried looking up stuff online to see if there was anything natural for it and nothing. So I took all these pharmaceuticals. My asthma was really, really bad. My lungs were really bad. I'd gotten fungal pneumonia. At the time, I was so sick, I couldn't work with Joette because I couldn't even speak. And so I had taken kind of a break from that. So I started on the protocol for asthma that my son was on after I'd gotten well and gotten through the worst of it. So I am completely off of all pharmaceuticals, which I thought I would be on for the rest of my life for asthma and everything. In fact, I was telling my oncologist yesterday that I threw away my inhaler because I hadn't used it in so long. I, I had kept it. I'd kept getting a new one when it would go out of date just to have it. And I'm like, I don't need this thing. I have other medicines for that that are natural. So what did she say? She said, that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I found when I work with my pulmonologist and my oncologist, it's like, whatever works. And so I'm, I'm good with that. I don't go into detail, but I am so happy to be drug free. And I have had some flare ups with my lungs, but homeopathy has always covered it. I've used the pneumonia protocol from Joette's website, her blog many times in our family, and it always works. So that blog actually is called No More Pneumonia, Homeopathy and Pneumonia. Yes. So Michelle, let's get back to your story about the breast cancer for a bit, if you don't mind sharing with us. Um, I know that you've used homeopathy with various surgeries with the cancer and the after effects of that. So tell the listeners a little bit about that. Well, when I got breast cancer, I really didn't know what to do. So I decided on the conventional route. It was such a whirlwind. I have a pretty aggressive form of breast cancer. And so that just made sense to me. I didn't know of any other alternatives at the time, actually. So what I did was I took 
a list of all the potential side effects that I could get from the radiation, the chemo, and I matched them with homeopathic remedies. And so I used those remedies like Hypericum for neuralgia, Apis for itching, um, Arnica for pain. I went and made that whole list. I still have that list. And I've been able to share that with people from our gateway group that have had cancer or had friends struggling with cancer. So I feel like that's kind of become a little bit of a ministry for me. Mm-hmm. And then I also took the anticipating surgery, homeopathy can help from that blog that Joette has. And she has a blog, Surgery Answering Your Questions. And so I took all those protocols with me when I had my surgery. And I kept them on my bed in a little bag so the doctors wouldn't see them. And so I was sneaking my staphysagria and my arnica and my hypericum in the hospital. I was in there for several days and we've used those protocols because my family seems to be on the surgery track this last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've used that a number of times. I know. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I had seen the anticipatory surgery homeopathy can help blog first. And then I found the surgery answering your questions one later. And so I kind of put them together and yeah, they were great. Michelle, it sounds to me like Joette's blogs or her website is where you go when you are looking for a remedy for a certain situation. And that is what I've heard over and over again from other moms that I've interviewed as well. Tell us what you do when you're needing to find a remedy for a situation. So I go to her blog first and see if there's anything on her blog that would help with whatever the situation is. And then if I can't find it, then I go to the repertory and Materia Medica, which we teach about in the Gateway program, how to use those. And so that's what I do. Sometimes I sit in bed and read my repertory. Uh. (laughs) It's my nighttime reading. So when you're talking about searching the blogs, what you really do is go to her website and in that upper right corner, there is a box where you can enter a keyword and search for that. And you could search for a condition or a remedy and look it up that way. Is that what you do? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's switch gears to your husband who not so long ago had a pretty bad fall. Tell us what happened to him and what you did homeopathically. My husband loves to do things with my boys, and my husband can be kind of a big kid. And so he was playing soccer with my boys and slipped and fell and tore his meniscus, which he was working on healing through homeopathy on his own. And then in our grocery store, he went to help someone out of the store, and they kind of moved their arm back, and he fell and landed right on his kneecap, ending up crushing his femur bone under the kneecap and tore his meniscus further. So really the only option was surgery for him at that time. He couldn't even walk. It was so swollen. So right away we started using the Arnica and Hypericum and it just wasn't cutting the pain. So we went to the orthopedist and we got together the surgery protocol and I actually upped some of the, um, remedies because the surgery protocol in the blog, I believe has them at 200. And so I got the 1M Hypericum and the 10M Hypericum and the 1M Arnica and the 10M Arnica to have just in case. And he ended up using the 10M Arnica post-surgical for the pain for a little while. And we went to her blog, watch out for dim bones D E M. I'm like, sounds so funny to say it like that. Um, 
And we use the symphytum mixed with calcfos and the ruda during the heating process. So it was symphytum 200 mixed with calcfos 3 and ruda 6. And so he didn't even take an ibuprofen or a pain pill after that major knee surgery, not once. Wow. So it was just homeopathy that he used. And that was incredible. And then my son also has um, knock knee where your knees bend in together. And so he's had to have a few surgeries for that. And after his last surgery, Arnica 1M was the choice for him. We did the surgery protocol and then had to up the Arnica to 1M. But that was all he needed. No pain pills. I was amazed. So... Well, you guys have really been through a lot over the past years, Michelle. We have. Mm -hmm. um, my oldest son has suffered with addictions from, he had gotten in a horse accident when he was in around 15. And so he had to have several surgeries, lots of pain pills, and ended up becoming addicted to pain pills. And so this was before homeopathy for us. And it's been amazing to have this wonderful medicine. And now he has been um, sober for two years. He is totally sold on homeopathy. And it's just been a real gift to our family for so many things. Did you have some remedies that helped him to get over that addiction? I did take Joette's course on toxins, and she talked about um, remedies in that course for helping with that. And so, yes, we did use those remedies mm -hmm. from that course. So that course was called Rethinking Detox with Practical Homeopathy. He had actually made a commitment to be sober before that. We were just using the remedies as a help for him. Okay. So now he uses them for pain and stress and different things. And he loves, he loves that I'm doing this. <laughs> when he was younger, he didn't so much buy into it. <laughs> and then they get older and I think they go through a stage where they kind of go away and then they realize. You oh, know, mom what was they right. Have. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it's neat. We have a great relationship now. Um, it's really good. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you for sharing all those stories with us. You have been an inspiration to me over the years. And so I just want to thank you for your friendship. And you've been there for me over the years as well. We text each other once in a while when we get into trouble and we can't think because it's an emergency situation. So it's so great to have a homeopathy buddy and a dear friend. So tell us any advice as we close out this podcast that you might have for the listeners. My advice would be to listen to all of Joette's Moms with Moxies and read her blogs. And some people have financial issues, and you can just do that. I love the Gateway to Homeopathy. I think it's a great way to start if you're starting your journey with homeopathy. There's so much knowledge in those. And then you could take the larger courses. When I started out, we didn't have those. We just had the larger courses. So now you have a great way to start. It's just such a blessing and a gift that Joette is able to share all this information to us moms out there who want to treat our families in a healthy, natural way. As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can for free. 
without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear, when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well-trained. So I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses in which I walk students through each method with step-by-step training. In these podcasts, I focus on those students of mine who have already tunneled in and learned how to take care of themselves, family, and friends, and pets, and even livestock using homeopathic medicine. Many of these students began their education by participating in one of my gateway to homeopathy study groups. And now, after taking one or more of my courses, they're well-trained to use my specific brand of homeopathy. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.